Hey everyone, we're oh, back do, do, in do, Death do, Stranding do, do. and <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, 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 do. I showed Stephanie the Japanese like sushi bar etiquette video that Joe and Andrew showed us showed me a while back that was like a parody of Japanese etiquette and it keeps getting weirder and weirder and oh, do, 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 just to keep do, 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 do. testing you. Hello uh, everyone. So we're doing a Q&A and this time I asked for questions for Stephanie this time around. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube outside of the Patreon, it's because this is the every 10 episodes free episode that comes out. If you want to have like another nine episodes for each one of these that happens, uh, those are all on the Patreon. I'm for free. <laughs> you're for free. You I'm were all, free. you were on the last free one, too. Yeah. That was uh, between holidays and stuff like that. I missed an, uh, a fair number of like Q&A days because it was like there was a Christmas. Yeah, there's, there's Christmas, which is like multiple weekends of mess overall. And then there was like Thanksgiving, like between that, like, even though it's like every, it's like every 10 episodes, which would be every 10 weeks, it's been even longer than like, I, I, I just realized that like, uh, when we did this last time, uh, we had just gotten that, uh, the Gyarados drawing. Yes. And that was before we started Pokemon. Some wonderful individual drew so, me as a Gyarados yeah. and I show it to a lot of people who know me in real life and yeah. they all think it's horrifying and it is and that's why I love it so much. <laughs> it's a perfect representation of myself. Yeah, the Q&A, the Q&A World of Warcraft classic stream that we did was like long enough ago that it was before we did Death Stranding and before we did uh, Pokemon, which seems like an eternity ago. So now you're wizened and experienced. You've done. <laughs> I don't think. You've I don't done, think it's happened. You've yet. done two sixty plus episode let's plays now. Does that make me wise? I don't know. It's you've you've been doing shit. Stuff has happened. Things have gone on. Anyway, today's the day I kill Death Stranding. Hopefully forever. Uh, this is the last asshole, the first prepper. He's at the very top of the mountain because he's an asshole, and I have never met him yet. And everyone else in the entire oopsie. Pause again, asshole. There we go. Uh, no, you. Supplier. No. Data. No. Bridge. There we go. This menu is confusing. I've done everything. Like, I've done the the thing where you have to get 20 of each type of order in Legend of Legends. I've got, like, best friend status with everybody. And everybody. And everybody. But this is just everybody I've met. So there's one new character I need to get on the network. And then I need to max out his reputation. So... This episode's going to be me building, like, ladders and shit to the top of the mountain and then trying to make him love me while while Stephanie answers a bunch of questions. And that's where we're going to be at. And then hopefully at the end of the stream, she will have gotten to all the questions and I will have gotten a platinum trophy. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be sad. Otherwise, myself. we're failures. Yeah. Oh, I'm used to that. <laughs> we can do it together. <clears throat> Don't bring me down. Don't drag me to your level. Don't drag me to your level. All right, so I got two questions first because they're like the same question. Uh, Sasha asks, Q&A, a question for Stephanie. What colors have you dyed your hair so far? You're great, by the way. And then Emma Hat for Halford says, how many different colors slash hairstyles have you had and which was your favorite? Thank you to both so, Emma and Sasha. So talk about your hair a bunch. I'd like to preface all of these questions by saying I'm flattered that anyone wants to ask me literally anything. I am... Uh, um, as Bob Dylan would say, there ain't no use in talking to me. It's the same as talking to you. <laughs> I I ain't better than nobody. But thank you guys for questions. I appreciate it. Um, I've actually dyed my hair pretty much every. I think ever. I think I've dyed my hair every color: red, 
red, orange, yellow, green. I was actually, my hair was green for my prom. It was like a lime green. Uh, blue, purple, pink for sure. Uh, I cosplayed as, cosplayed as Poison once during mm-hmm. Evo one year. And so that's when my hair was pink. And that, that stuck in my hair for so long. It was like a freaking year and a half. Uh, did, did the joke ever come at you? What joke? That that, do, do I have a that dick? That girl is poison. <laughs> the what? That girl is poison. No, I thought you were going to say the, the no. part where she has a dick in Japan. Oh, yeah. I did get that. I was like, unfortunately not. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Oh no! Um, the only hair colors I will never dye my hair is I will never dye my hair brown or black because I promised my mother. You promised your. <laughs> I mother? promised my mother, yeah, but honestly, I don't think either one of those would suit me anyway. I'm really, I'm really white, and I think those would be really stark looking on me. Um, my favorite is probably, um, probably like I really do like the green, but it never stays. I've had a lot of success with, like, the reds and the pinks and the purples. Um, my hair is always, like, blonde um, default. Also, every employer I've ever had has, like, really liked me before I started dyeing my hair when I worked for them. And they all just kind of, like, had to suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like I, I go to my interviews and I'm all, like, really, I'm very professional and I'm articulate. And then, like, one by one, I start putting all my piercings in. And then, <laughs> and then eventually over time, I, start, I just dye my hair. And by that point, they're too, like... They need me too much. They can't do anything about it. It's actually pretty funny. <laughs> no, I do that on purpose. Because you're usually like MVP at your job, oh, right? Oh, yeah. No, I've never not been promoted at any job I've ever had. And I've never had any boss not like me. I've like... No, I'm, I'm fucking... I'm excellent. Mm-hmm. But it's only just because I work really hard. So do you have a strategy where you like take all your piercings out when you first get out? Oh yeah, I do. One hundred percent. Slowly layer them all. Back oh yeah, in. exactly. Yep. First, like the, <laughs> the nose piercings are the easiest, and then eventually I just and then, and then I start getting piercings while on the job, and then they're just like <laughs> my boss. My boss right now is like oh, Stephanie. Gosh, she, she just like shakes her head at me. <laughs> she doesn't like it. <laughs> she doesn't like it's it. It's not against the rules. But so. you're, you're you're like the only glue that holds that place together at this point. No, I. I'm really good at dealing with difficult people, and usually bosses are difficult people. And so it gets to a point where, like, the people that nobody really likes are the people that I do the best with, because I I empathize with them, and I feel like, I feel like maybe they need some love, and so they end up really getting attached to me, and then I worm my way in and get promoted. Ha 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 ha! Just, I mean, just kidding. Actually, I've liked all my bosses, but even that one. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not a bad person i like how you have an answer for which one i'm even talking no, about. no i know which one because the only one that you've known me working yeah. for but that's I, that's just really funny that you have like a strategy for it well no i just i mean i just you know i'm like i think about how their life people who are really difficult i think that their life must be hard for them and then i think about that when i talk to them so if they're kind of like rude or brutish i think about why they might be feeling that way and so it makes it easier to like not get hurt feelings about it. Hmm. But then also, I just really I work really hard always. Like yeah, because haven't you haven't you never had a day off? Well, I've never, had never, days never off. Ne- I mean, like never. Taken I've, a I've day actually off. I've actually never in my entire life called in sick before. That's just, <laughs> and I work that's off the nuts. clock sometimes, which is not what you're supposed to do. Uh, I'm actually an idiot for doing all those things. <laughs> 
Like you that's out called, there. Yeah, that's called that's called wage theft. If you have your uh, if you if you have a full time job, take your fucking sick time. Say your job is not as important as you are. I know these things, but I don't adhere to them myself because I have too much personal shame. <laughs> oh no! But uh, no, like take care of yourself, everyone. Your job is not as important as you are. I'm just a stupid. I'm just being stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so I've actually, like I said, I've dyed my hair every color. My hair was vampire red and deep purple right now. But vampire it is not... red as a color? Yeah. Well, they all all these colors are have vampires been... known for being red. Their blood, the blood's vampire I, like blood. But they don't call it blood red. They call it vampire. Vampire red, red sounds. They're trying to obscure it a, set, a little bit. I just think uh, vampire red is like too. Uh, blood red is too like explicitly like gory or something so there's, there's like, a certain nuance to naming colors it's like two degrees of kevin bacon it just a little bit away it's, like, <laughs> it's seven degrees of kevin yeah bacon. but that's not that's not seven degrees <laughs> <laughs> apparently like, uh kevin bacon has a podcast right now that that the name of which refers to that game specifically for those of you who don't know and if you're young you probably shouldn't the fact that i know is weird i think that you that people know that was this before? It was probably a pre-internet thing, wasn't it? This, it was. Like, it was a pre-internet joke thing. thing. It was like from the eighties. Um, it's the whole joke is like if you can take any movie and any actor in the whole industry, you can get to Kevin Bacon in seven steps by thinking of a specific like movie or like like so and so worked with so and so, and then so and so worked with so and so who directed this movie, and then this movie like won the Oscar in the year that this movie came out and this movie had Kevin Bacon in it. So the whole the game is you're supposed to get to Kevin Bacon through association within seven steps. Through movie knowledge. I actually used to play that. Oh god damn it, this was in range the whole time. <laughs> but I was young and I didn't really know that was a Kevin huge waste Bacon of time. movies. So. <laughs> uh, I only knew Kevin Bacon from Tremors, basically. Footloose. Footloose. Yeah, no, I've never seen Footloose. <laughs> Kick off your Sunday shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know why. So, like, American Dad had, like, a joke that for some reason to this day I think of as being, like, one of the jokes I laughed the hardest at for, like, no good reason at all. And it was an episode where um, Roger gets a nose because he doesn't have a nose. He gets a nose. That's and he, terrifying. He picks out already. Kevin Bacon's nose as his nose. And he does, he does like... He sings Footloose, then he goes, kick Sunday's shoe up your ass. And for some reason, I was so tired. I laughed at it for like half an hour. And I still think about that all the time. And I don't know why I thought it was so funny at the time. It just kind of happens sometimes. Like something hits you at the right kick time in the right <laughs> mood or whatever. And you lose kick your Kick off shit. my Sunday shoe up your ass. And I just thought it was so funny. I like had a fucking meltdown over it. Like for some reason, it, it, it does, that does totally sound like a... What's it called? It sounds like a, it'd be a line from that one, the claymation. Oh, the claymation show, a uh, celebrity death match. I love. Like, oh my gosh, like, I love celebrity like kick death up match. my Sunday shoe up your ass. Uh, your and ass beats their face so that it's the, with the shoe. So it's shaped, with the Sunday yeah, shoe <laughs> until like, until like the back of their head is shaped like the grating on the steps of the of the arena. Quit making BB cry. It's really hard to stop him from crying sometimes. Her. He like yeah right. She likes to cry. I like. The I bunny. understand. Soothe. But uh, no. So I remember I used to watch Celebrity Deathmatch as a kid all the time. But the thing that was funny to me, looking back on it, is I didn't know who most of those celebrities were. I just have like a huge affinity for claymation. 
I love claymation. I love Gumby. I love Gumby. I love Moral Oral. I love claymation. I just think it's really special. Um, I loved Coraline. I loved Nightmare Before Christmas when I was a kid. Uh, the fan base got weird, but <laughs> <laughs> got a little yeah, if Tumblr meets Hot Topic. Yeah, it really kind of made me sad. Um, I liked it when it was like a box office flop, and my parents could figure out why I liked it so much. Yeah, there's a lot of those that were like there was some kind James of James the Giant Peach huge Hell failure, yeah. and then it just kind of becomes Fantastic like a Mr. Fox phenomenon ten Hell years yeah. later. Oh yeah, we were just talking about the uh, Road Doll. Yeah, you. He's a children's author who wrote um, James and the Giant Peach and Fantastic Mr. Fox and uh, uh, fucking Charlie Chocolate Factory and Matilda. It's funny how many of those became claymated movies, I just realized. Yeah. Just claymation specifically. But I think, I, I was thinking, I was talking about how I think he's like a, one of those authors who's really special because he writes to kids in a way that's fantastical and amazing, but isn't condescending. So I think that's really important for kids. I feel the same way about like Shel Silverstein and uh, Maurice Sendak. I think it's really important to be able to talk to kids in a way that isn't demeaning to them. Yeah, because a lot, a lot of children's content it's always pandering. falls under that particular like umbrella of like it doesn't have to be good as for kids. You can tell if something's disingenuine, and like these, I think like those people know how to talk to kids in a way that uh, addresses like their actual concerns and fears. And the things that they love and encourages them to be expressive and creative, but isn't isn't like cheap or fake or uh, trying to make money out of it. It's just very honest. I think it's important. I completely lost what I was. There it is. I was trying to use the normal rope instead of the climbing anchor. All right. Is it time for the next question? Oh, sure. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, guys. Uh, my favorite hair color was probably green. One day I'll get a green that works. Because um, it keeps escaping you. It keeps escaping me. It lasts for like three days every time. But green's my favorite color. And it suits me. <laughs> I want like a mint <laughs> a mint green one day. Which is my favorite, favorite color. What do we have next? I've read these before, but I don't remember the, <laughs> like what they were in what order and so on. Jan H says, uh, Hey, you, thanks for making Keith's channel even more welcoming and fun than it was before. So if you don't mind, what are you doing in your life and how did you end up living with Keith? Do you have something that you are proud of and what and would like people to know about you? Cheers. Thank you, Jan H. Um, thank you to Keith for letting me on his channel. Uh, but thank you. Um, what, <laughs> what am I doing in my life? It's kind of a hard question. I'm going to wait on that one. I'll maybe, answer, maybe, maybe that'll be an all-encompassing. Like what I answer will be all-encompassing. Um, okay, so how did I end up living with Keith? I mean, think where to start on this one. <laughs> the um, one we talked about yesterday of like, you could, you could, there's like so many ways, could, there's so I many could, stories like, you could work into this one. <laughs> first just I to, was just born, you sh like riff on some people. Oh, I, I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. So, um, I guess uh, like I'll summarize this in a way that isn't tedious for you all. I lived a few towns over. From where we live now. So not really far. I actually am still very close to my family and I see them often. I love them very much. Um, but I like, it came, there came a point in my, in my life where I had to leave town, not because I was like threatened or because people wanted me dead or something, but I, I needed like a fresh start. It was like some specific I was gonna, I was gonna say for you, that. You're saying you got to get out of town. Has I know. I was going to say, I got to like, it. I got to like, I needed a fresh start. 
Um, they were coming. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like, I had a long term ex boyfriend at the time, long term boyfriend at the time of multiple years. And he got a job opportunity where we live now um, for a very lucrative business. I can't say the name because it is area specific, but I will say that it is an alcohol distribution company. Um, so like basically it's a person who goes like from store to store and tries to get people to give marketing space to specific brands of alcohol that they represent. There's a lot of versions of this job for other types of, um, stuff, but anyways, <clears throat> he, it was going to be a really lucrative job. And I, I quit my, my job at the time for a few other reasons. I guess that's a whole story in itself. Um, nothing bad. I didn't get fired or anything. Nothing, nothing really bad. Actually, I still am friends with my boss that I had at that time. But um, I just needed a fresh start. So I let him achieve, follow his dreams, you know. And so we moved out here. And uh, at the time, I was okay with letting him make money while I was looking for a job. Usually, I'd feel really bad about that. But he actually owed me money at the time. So I was okay taking a couple months to try to find something to do. So we moved to where we are now. It's a relatively inexpensive area. And, you know, he was working his job and at, and then eventually I got a job. It's the same job that I have now. Um, and yeah, we're living like a, like a peaceful life or whatever. But then, uh, a little while in, it occurred to me that my, um, I think, I think my brother told me something about how he was playing Xbox live with my boyfriend, um, at a specific time of day that would indicate that he was skipping his job <laughs> to play Xbox Live with my brother. And that's how I found out that apparently my ex had lost his job like months prior to me figuring this out and had actually been going and leaving for work and then hanging out in a McDonald's parking lot and then driving home <clears throat> and hiding in our apartment until I got back from work. That was shockingly easy to imagine because then you, I think you saw this too. Uh, have you seen Sex Education Season 2? Yeah, no, it's funny. When that I saw that, thing when happened, I saw I like, that, I thought Whoa. I had a flashback. <clears throat> I had yeah. a flashback. I just watched that. I just watched season two. So you saw, you told that story and I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a scene in Sex Education season two. That's that exactly, ex- exactly that. what happens. Yeah. Where somebody just leaves around the time. to leave. They performatively leave. And then when other people would then be out of the house, they come back and just kind of hang out. Yeah. But he made the mistake of being online with people you know. Yeah, he was playing... A Street Fighter online with my brother at like 2 p.m. And I was like, hey, wait, that doesn't make a lot of sense. He works from this time to this time. And so I ended up figuring out that he actually had lost his job. And he didn't tell me for a long time. Um, And uh, yeah, so basically what ended up happening is that I kept getting, prom- I got promoted several times in my job and I'd come home from work and have this guy just like hanging out on my couch who wouldn't get his own job, who owed me a lot of money now, who uh, had like a crippling, crippling, crippling hentai addiction, which <laughs> is really specific. Isn't this is a sad story? I, uh, <laughs> I, nothing wrong with hentai at all. I'm gonna say this right now. Nothing at all. I love, actually really enjoy it. It's but really fun. Could be an I love it. It's fun. But it was, he had a very specific uh, 
like he was in love he had a waifu he had a waifu and he was on forums where he'd write about his waifu all day and he'd like write her poetry and stuff and he was buying <laughs> body pillows with money he didn't have and buying like tharja figurines from fucking uh tharja from fire Emblem? yes and that's the that's the figurine i melted although i feel bad because tharja <laughs> is a babe and i love her <laughs> tharja's great she i the, just was so mad is she the one that has her face hidden no, she's the one that's like a goth. She's a gothy girl, and she she kind of wear a veil sometimes. I think. But I, it's my issue. Tharja's is great. Uh, so, so I'm sorry, Tharja. I'm really sorry. I was just mad. That was the only crazy girlfriend thing I ever did. Is I melted this figurine. I was waiting for it to so come for, in the mail. For me, this is Tharja. Is the one from. It's the version of her from Tokyo Mirage Sessions because I've never I've never no, played no. the Fire Emblem. You know, one. if you if you type in Tharja figurine, I'll show you exactly which one I melted. It's the first one that'll come up. If you guys look it up, it'll be the first one that'll come up. It's that one. That one. The one with the booty? Yep, the one with the booty. <laughs> I, I melted her. I'm sorry. I, You know, I still have her head. That's I kept it as a memento. I wonder what gender designed that statue. <laughs> I, I would have... She's, she's cute. I would have designed really, it that way, too. It's real specific. Yeah, so... It's like, this is how I stand. This is just a normal day for me. <laughs> he No, he fell in love with um, one of those... A character from a, um, Dragon Maid. It's the big-titted dragon. And it, that, show, -titted that dragon. show seems so cute, and I can never watch it now I'm because of this bad situation. I'm guessing they're girls that represent dragons? Um, they turn into dragons. Okay. I'm like, dragons aren't mammals. <laughs> um luke lukoa or whatever she, they're all great and i really wish i could watch that anime. now i really can't because you can't you can't think about it anymore and, dude i'm it's, totally it's down ruined. for all this stuff i'm i'm like a weird otaku whatever i watch all this stuff i would have watched it with him you know all this i love that stuff i love i love it you know it's all cool but it got really obsessive to the point where he was he was like ignoring me in a lot of specific ways so I uh, I had made some very dear friends out here in um, in here where we live. I almost said where the fuck we live. Which, oops, yeah. I didn't though. Um, I made some very dear friends, and uh, one of them was looking for a person to move into their house with them um, for rent reasons. Uh, him and his fiance were looking for someone to move in with them, and I was like, "Hey, you should let me do it. I would be a really nice." housemate and i'm really respectful and we have a lot of the same interests and it'd be really fun so long story short uh i ended up moving in with keith's brother who's a very dear friend of mine and his fiance who's also a very dear friend of mine who i met through his brother and then keith moved in and i made friends with all of them and they're all great now you're stuck with us yeah so <laughs> yeah and then my yeah, so and then and then so I, I I I made this plan and I gathered up all my things and I took the mattress and the couch and the table and everything that I, was mine which was literally everything and the dog which was 100% mine because she's my baby <laughs> and I I even took the toilet paper and all the what? food because that was all the stuff I bought. He this guy didn't pay for anything. I know but it's he didn't pay for really any. Funny. He owed me so much money. He probably still owes me money. In fact, yeah, he still owes me money. He almost. He, I almost got stuck with his electric bill for the last three months he lived there because he didn't pay for the electric bill to the point where it got turned off, and then I almost had to pay for his like three hundred, four hundred dollar electric bill like years later because it came to me because the apartment was in my name. 
But that's that's like a problem too. The idea that that you're that's still in your name. He this much he later. said he switched out of my name. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently not because he's not good at paperwork. Lazy doofus. Anyway, I'm now stealing the truck because I didn't bring one. But I <laughs> but I want to end this by saying, uh, he doesn't know he doesn't know that I'm on a YouTube channel. But the funniest thing is that this is like his dream, and so if he knew no! this, he would cry. <laughs> well, I'm gonna die. <sighs> but yeah and i mean oh, shit, there's one over there things happen i'm really glad that things happened the way that they did and uh i'm really very happy where i am right now and things have worked out really well for me and i'm glad things are working out well for you <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad things, things are not working out well for you right now no buddy. i just got blindsided by a mission taking me directly into a mule camp and i just don't really have tools with which to deal with them so it's not a great time. Just like all around. Does that guy have a gun? I think that guy has a gun. Not a very good one though. Oh boy. I will say that I, f I feel that it's important to to know that like no long no matter how long you've been with somebody, you you don't have to keep going just because you've been with somebody for a certain amount of time. Yeah. I think that's like a sunk cost. I know a lot of people even right now who feel obligated to be with the person that they're with only because they've put such and such amount of years into it. Um, no, like you, the, you like can, the idea of starting over is scary. It, you'll be like, honestly, like you will regret it if you don't do it sooner. Cause then it's just, I wish I had done then, it sooner. Then it just takes longer to start over. I, you know, what? I don't, I don't wish I'd done it sooner cause I wouldn't be where I am now. And I wouldn't know Keith and I wouldn't know um, his brother. And I wouldn't know uh, his fiance who we were worth you hating a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. <gasps> Startling. And now, and now, I just I check his Twitter when I want to feel really good about him myself, and he just talks about how he can't get a girlfriend, and how he wishes his anime girlfriend was real, and how he <laughs> watches anime and cries. So I also watch anime and cry, but for good reasons. That's a lot. To, it's a lot to take in. You met, you mentioned that yesterday, and I'm and I. Uh, I, I was mostly just taken aback by the idea that like this that somebody f op wants to say those things out loud like for someone to see like I don't know I always think about like the audience for like a given thing posted like on like a like Facebook or so on and so forth and it's like I just think like that's it's just a weird thing to want people to to read about you how much she loves anime titties. Or like I, mean, a, I mean, everyone. Or like the specifics about like everyone likes anime titties. You don't just say it out loud. It's inherent. It's but it's like it's like some strong incel vibes. No, yeah, it's no. Like I, I wish my anime girl was real because no one will ever love me or whatever. It's like ah, uh -huh. yeah, body pillow. Just bringing these out, all right, dude. You had a real girl to, to lay next to, dude. No one's ever kicked me out of bed for eating crackers. Okay. <laughs> I've got some good reviews on Yelp. Like <laughs> nobody's ever kicked me out of bed. <laughs> no for one's ever kicked crackers. me out of bed for eating crackers. Like, they, like I tell people that story every once in a while. I tell someone that's some a guy that story, and he like he's like, "Are you serious? Are you serious?" And he'll like laugh. He thinks I'm joking. I'm like, so "No." He, he he actually kicked you out of bed for eating crackers. No, that's an expression. Or, you never oh. heard that before. But well, the fact that you're saying like I, I tell I tell that story. No, I, I tell I, the story to other people. You mean, you mean the you mean the rest of the story? No, I tell I tell the anime for, the anime oh. like oh yeah my ex boyfriend got obsessed with an anime for girl and started there, ignoring me. For a second there, I thought you meant that you, that you he literally told you like because you said the I tell stories. I thought you, there was like a you literally lived the example that people give. No one has. No one will. 
I will die before I let someone kick me out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> Literally or metaphorically. That kill? I, you know, I like that better. I will kill before <laughs> I let someone kick me That's out like, of bed for eating better crackers. better options than killing. That's an expression, I mean, just so you guys know. I feel like maybe I'm an old person by saying that expression. I don't think this guy's ever going to take this hit. <laughs> I thought he'd, like, eventually give in. He's persistent. Stop it. I don't... Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. No. I'm, oh, God, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Something that I am proud of and I want people to know about me. I'm proud of a lot of things. I'm very prideful. <laughs> it's bad. It's actually bad. That's a sin. That's Damn. a sin, everyone. Yeah, but only for people that, that think believe. sins matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a demon. Um, it's like, it's, yeah, pride right next to the, right next to the fucking shellfish. Yeah, and tattoos. I'm already way out. Um, it won't go away. Oh, I don't I mean, have a gun. It's kind—I of, don't know. It's kind of dorky, and no one ever really cares. But I like to—I um, like to memorize and recite classic poetry <laughs> for fun. I do it to—I usually just do it for myself. But I'm really proud of that. I think it's cool. Um, and uh, oh, and then I also write poetry, and I think it's pretty good. And I. Uh, I have really good taste in movies, but you guys know that already because you hear me talk about them. <laughs> um, I uh have not eaten beef on purpose for like over twenty years. That's pretty cool. I can make balloon animals. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm learning um, new things. Yeah, I can make balloon animals, <laughs> basic ones, not advanced ones. Um. Oh, I was named after Stevie Nicks. I was I love bragging about that. It's like one of my favorite things. Oh, and um, I saw the Pope on accident, and I saw Abraham Lincoln's hat, the one he wore on the night he was shot. Oh, I, oh, and I've, I've seen the Mona Lisa too in real life. So you so, went to the Louvre. Yeah, I went to the Louvre. Louvre. It's like spelled like L O V R E, yeah. which always confuses me. But it's, Louvre. It's, it's everything. Everything French is just a mess of random letters. Yeah, and I went to France. It's not helpful. And. uh Went to the Louvre and I saw the Molly's in person. Um, I also have like a really uh, a lot of knowledge about classic art, which I'm really proud of. Um, classic literature, I'm pretty fluent in, and um, yeah, I just like cool stuff. I like I like what I like. I guess. Yeah. You go to art shows and stuff. Yeah, I wish I wish I could. I can. I mean, I guess everyone can make art. Yeah. I wish I was more uh, better at at drawing in a realistic sort of way. I buy a lot of art. Like I, like, anatomy, I like, like buying and stuff. people's art. I would, if I had a lot of money, I would just spend it on people's art. I think it's really special. Did you want to talk about the, uh, like the band that you followed? Oh wait, wait AJJ. Yeah, like you're you're because uh, you said you like followed them from concert to concert for a while and stuff. I mean, not for like a super long time. I went to like several shows over the course of like two weeks, like like a handful. Um, no, I knew me and my my best friend went to. Um, actually, I, like, I go to a lot of concerts. I'm proud of that too. I go to as many concerts as, as I possibly can. Um, I think it's it's really cathartic for me to do that. But I really like small venue shows, and the most cathartic one for me ever was uh the first uh, AJJ concert I went to, and uh it also had Kimmy Dawson. And if you guys don't know, then Kimmy Dawson. So they were at the same show. Yeah, yeah. At a ah. it was um in a in a bar, and it's they're both like folk punk bands. 
and it was a small venue and it was a lot of fun, but I cried and cried and cried. Music's really uh, important to me as it is to probably most people. Although I do know people who actually don't think music is that important, which I think is so bizarre. I can't even fathom mm-hmm. that. And then you avoid those people. Oh, no, there were some of my dangerous. really good friends. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. They're like, oh, I just listen to whoever's on the radio. And I'm like, oh, what are you passionate about? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what? Well, what the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> no, but um, those two, no, that, well, Kimmy Dawson is a person. And then uh, AJJ is a band. Yeah. Formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad. Uh, they like, don't go by that anymore. It's also the name of the band or whatever. The What, Kimmy Dawson? Yeah. It's not the name. Of, it's literally one person. Yeah, but you still like have to put a name down and all that yeah, it's, I don't Ki- know. it's kimmy Dawson. it's the weirdest of like what company do you work for is like i, I get asked on various forms and i'm like do i write my name she <laughs> <the> um <laughs> she wrote or she was uh, if you if you if you want to know who that is i guess uh the soundtrack for juno a lot of the music in the sound in juno is uh kimmy dawson but she's just like a, a folk singer uh, my favorite song by her is called the beers and she just writes really honest really honest uh music and it's i think it's it's so honest and genuine that it is special i, I think it, it takes a lot of bravery to be really honest and genuine it's something that i value the most in people like like um almost like uh in, even if it makes you look bad or silly or stupid but like not being ashamed of how honest you are with about yeah. yourself if that makes any sense no the world's irony poisoned and so like it's like we're conditioned to be against the idea of ever being a vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable or earnest about anything. Um, what's that called? It's called, um, oof. That's a genre of, damn it. It's a genre of poetry is like uh, Sylvia Plath was like, there's like the most infamous of that, but it's just, it's like, it's, it's poetry where you write about yourself, but in almost like, um, like honest and ugly ways. Yeah. Uh, so good oh, co- oh, it's called confessional poetry. I was going to say, so confessional good, I was gonna say poetry. So good poetry. <laughs> yeah. Well, because a lot of people write about other, you know, like you got um, right, like Robert themselves. Frost or something. will write about like, oh, look at this. Um, like the, he's very good at describing scenery and beautiful things. But it's like sometimes you want to describe really ugly things, and maybe the ugliest thing might be yourself. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so I like that. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think most most of my poetry no. is like that too. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you little shit i swear <laughs> to god if you don't if you go into slightly deep water you might just lose your entire mo- motorcycle it might just be like it's right it, it sank and you're like what do you mean it sank this is gone <laughs> fuck i needed that really badly would you ever own a motorcycle Keith? no i think motorcycles are terrifying i think your mom and would I, be I, mad I gr- at you i grew up riding them all the time because my my dad was in the local like Harley Davidson chapter, so like riding motorcycles is is really normal for me, and I still and I'm still like no, this is super dangerous. <laughs> like every every bike chapter that everybody in any town basically just like has deaths that they just know about. It's like oh yeah, these are the people we've lost so far, and it's not like we're not talking like fucking. Uh, hell's angels shit where they're like going at each other i mean like just the risks of being a motorcycle rider no every time i've been so i've, I've ridden on motorcycles quite a lot but never driving i've always been like the passenger person yeah who wait who was it somebody was just telling me oh yeah no a friend of mine oh no was telling me about how 
his one of his ex-girlfriends fell off the back of his motorcycle while he was driving yeah because he didn't tell her that she had to hold on which seems inherent but apparently she didn't think it was inherent and so she didn't grab onto him and so she fell off and then he his her whole family was so mad at him that he like never saw her again (laughs) it's scary i have a i have a permanent scar i well i don't know if it's still visible i don't know permanent as scars are you know they can fade over time and all that but i had a I, for the longest time i had a scar on my ankle like right on like the ball where uh my i was wearing sandals on my dad's uh motorcycle and it and i touched it touched the exhaust pu- uh pipe and so mm, just oh, yeah. like it just like took my skin away <laughs> it is gone just burned it away and there was like a sizzle noise and shit like bacon and uh and i just they're goodbye to that skin and so like, I just had like a weird circular, like almost nipple looking like scar on my ankle. <laughs> my uncle did something like that where he touched a certain part of a lawnmower that was hot. And I always remembered the smell of that <laughs> yeah. skin burning. I was like, <laughs> it's like a smell that I'll never forget. Because smells are so in like inherently ingrained in your brain yeah. tissue that it comes every once I just, I like every once in a while I smell that smell. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my uncle's oh, no. skin. <laughs> but yeah, I'll never forget. Welcome back to burnt flesh. But no, like I uh, I specifically think about like, you know, there, there's people in like that chapter that were just just known as like, you know, the, you know, the people that were lost to motorcycle accidents. <clears throat> and then uh, Andrew's friend, CeeLo, like I saw like some thing where like some group of them were mourning like the anniversary of the loss of one of their friends also for be an accident it's like it's like this is just this seems to be just a widespread thing to like you just kind of get accustomed to the idea that like your fellow fellow bikers will just die periodically and everyone like i said when i've ridden on the back of I've like heard, people's motorcycles so i always think about how easy it would be for me to like just let go <laughs> yeah. which is not i'm not gonna do that but i think oh, about it's that the, it's the call of the abyss yeah it's, it's like when you're driving on like a cliff side and you're like what if i just like eep, <laughs> yeah. eep right now what if i just like mm. <laughs> yeah like when we're driving Ooh. in the mountains around here and it's like there's just be like i could do that so i could do that right now over. your brain is like you right can do there. that just do it i'm like no stop it stop it demon stephanie i think it's called the i think that's called the call of the abyss it's like a universal feeling that people have i felt that when, when i was ledges and stuff in mexico and i was at the ocean at night and i like the ocean was like monstrous are you up against a wall I don't know. This is fucky. I think you're up against a wall, right? Yep. Oh, no. Okay. All right. That's, that's really weird. I'm starting to think the car physics might not make any fucking sense in this game. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the reason he said, like, how far can I go was, like, an indication that you were, like, next yeah. to a wall. I'm kind of convinced that the, I've seen some... Fu- I've, so I've been playing for dozens of hours since we finished the game at this point. I've seen cars do fucky things. <laughs> No, I, got, I just gotta, like, ski. I gotta just go back and forth a bit, I think. This is a pretty messy approach, but I don't want to walk up that. <laughs> That's gonna take, like, an hour. Just walking up that entire slope on foot and hoping I don't slip and fall over and start over. That would have been agony. But no, one of the, uh... Something that stood out to me is one of the, one of the romantic things that my, uh... That happened to my parents, actually, was that uh i think i think my dad was introducing my mom to the to like riding motorcycles and everything and she was so worried about damaging it 
And so she's like, it's this big, heavy, this big, heavy, expensive piece of machinery and all that. And like, all worried about like fucking it up. And so he just pushed it over. (laughs) (laughs) It's like there, now it's been dropped. (laughs) You can stop worrying about it. Oh, kind of a neat detail. I made it. I made it to the back to my ladders. (laughs) All those bullies were trying to stop me. Hopefully I didn't break everything. Let's see, we're about to be there, so I guess we might as well do the next question after. After your interaction with the the crazy old man? Maybe we'll get to meet them. I don't even know, I haven't even seen their face, or don't even know if they're real. (laughs) I told you there was that one weird time where the uh, Higgs was just impersonating somebody else, so he'd get me to deliver pizza to him. Yeah, I fucking missed that, but But I missed that part. Yeah, but like you don't get it was all like you just get mail to and then a uh, delivery would show up at a remote location to take to the same location over and over again and you never see him you never see him. It's just like you just deliver it. But eventually uh you can walk in the door and uh you can like see his like I hate Sam room <laughs> that he's keeping. He's like a hate shrine dedicated to me. Don't we all have one of those? Damn. Mine just has pictures of my dog in it. <laughs> Kiki! <laughs> She's the thing that you Kiki. love and hate most in the world. Um, Kiki, I don't know Who's if I ever said... Who's a little resentment lump? <laughs> so I'm named, I'm named after Stevie Nicks, uh, slash Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, so everyone, my mom hoped that everyone would call me Stevie, but no one ever really did. So I'm Stephanie. I was going to say Slash. Those are different people. <laughs> no, no, not, no. How Stevie Nicks. How can, uh, how can he be named? Diagonal a- line. <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, <laughs> You're named after two different Stevies. But well, so one of them was like my dad's contribution. It was my mom's. My mom was my mom was in charge of that though. My dad was just justifying it to himself with the Stevie Ray Vaughan part. Um, but Kiki is named after KK Slider. I don't know if I ever told you guys that, but she's named after KK Slider from Animal Crossing. So Kiki's <laughs> name is actually KK Slider, but I just call her Kiki because it's just how it comes out when you say it. KK. KK slider. Yeah. So people ask, and I just, I just say Kiki's delivery service because it's easier to explain because most people, most uh, normal human beings might not know that, uh, who KK slider is off the cuff. Obscure NPC versus Miyazaki film. He's like the most, he's like the one of the most prevalent NPCs beyond but like still Tom like, Nook. But still video, specifically like a video game NPC. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, so there's this dog in this game and if you go to the, the, the little area at 9 p.m. on Saturdays, he gives you a CD. Like, I'm not going to sit there and explain it to, like, the average individual, <laughs> so. Do we recognize him? I can't tell. How deep is that voice? Damn. I have no idea. What's that score? Why well, I still got an S. That's almost one star. All right, just gotta do that more than five more times. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <clears throat> once he joins the organization, though, I guess. Right? Once he actually joins, I can set up that damn zip line, though, and then it'll be easy. He's the first prepper? Yeah. Why is he so young? I don't know. Wasn't that other old grumpy man, that cantankerous old man who didn't want to join your network, that wasn't he, wasn't he a prepper, too? I feel like he would have been the first prepper. Maybe. You, you know that old, like, curmudgeon? Yeah. 
Uh, he might just be... I forget, because we still don't necessarily know how long ago the Death Stranding happened. Like, Apparently or like we've not never, that or long like ago. we never seem to remember it. That guy looks like he's like 40. <laughs> so I kind of get the feeling that most characters might have existed before. I don't know. Well, It's always it because it's like referencing Doomsday Preppers, and like, there's plenty of those already. They, well before any kind of thing goes wrong. They made a comment on like, oh, so you were around before the... Like you were, you're like a you're like a death stranding baby or something like you were born after the stranding and i don't remember who they said that to it might have been that uh, girl you had to carry to her husband mm-hmm. or something i'm not sure who it was but it was someone fairly young just having a normal one <laughs> carrying this girl to her husband so they can then immediately divorce well they got back together remember oh right they did yeah just so still like at i fucking hate you ladder <laughs> oh it's two horizontal so you don't actually have to mount it you just walk on it I'm sitting here trying to press the mountain button. It's like you asshole. The mountain works. button. <laughs> it's like get at me on it. All right, I think you. Uh, I think you covered all that question by now, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do we got next? Virgil Gardner has a bunch of questions. Actually, uh, first up, Keith and Stephanie, what are your plans if a zombie apocalypse were to start? <laughs> um, everyone always says this, but um, probably like uh, Bass Pro Shops. Best pro- oh, you mean like in the immediate sense of like how does it get supplies? Yeah. Wait, we talked about this at Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. I brought yeah. it. So we were at. We talked okay. about the zombie apocalypse. I don't usually dinner. go to Bass Pro Shops because I think that place is like it's not my thing. Okay? It, was, it was a weird, morbid experience. We were there for something specific. It was we were for, there. Um, we, were th- we were there because my brother wanted to look worms. at the fish and stuff like that. Well, yeah, in but the he, big tank. He, he wanted worms to feed his fish. Yeah. He wanted like bugs. He wanted bugs. We're weird. We like bugs. We like bugs and fish. And that's a place to go see bugs and fish. But it's not like a place to go if you really love those two things. I do like taxidermy. So I'm really conflicted because I really like taxidermy. Um, but, you, but you don't like I don't like hunting animals getting hunted. For sport. I think uh, I like taxidermy so like, for science. It needs to be like roadkill taxidermy. Yes. Yes. Or that. Or this this panda died in the zoo. And so we taxidermy. It, it, has, it has to have like a good purpose. I, I think it's I think it's disrespectful to take like a corpse and like parade it around like it's a trophy. I think it's it's more special to say this animal, this is how it lived, and it's po- posed in a way that lets future generations understand what it is. They're like mass, as like, opposed to like twenty deer precariously perched on weird cliffs in a giant room, or those people next who, to like diagrams of how to best kill them. <laughs> oh, those people who like dress up mice, they like taxidermy mice, and they put them in little top hats and shit. Well, See, was, I don't, well, I don't like that. Well, it was more of a design I hadn't seen before those uh, the big rubber deer uh, target practice things that, that are like your a, kids can shoot. Like, <laughs> it's like a full size deer shape that has like a. Like a a biopsy of like the side of its body to show you all of the spots to like attack. I just I don't know, man. I'm just like here's know, the organs. I just it's don't like think a hyper realistic heart sticking out of the side of the deer of where the heart would be. It's like uh-huh. I understand people have to do what they have to do to live. I just don't think that's ever something you should ever take pleasure in. So that's why I have a conflict about it. I don't think it should be for fun. I think it should be out of necessity only. But granted, I'm not going to go into that. But. Yeah, so Bass Pro Shops is always what I think of with Zombie Apocalypse. Um, or um, eat Kiki first. <laughs> I get, get her nice and fat so that I can eat her. Um, we actually, you know, it's funny. Here we have a lot of like animals that we could just pick off one by one. We have a, like we, we probably just have picked them up. We have one. over a hundred <laughs> fish in this house. Over a yeah, hundred. I don't easy. think the fish will last. Like we probably have more than two hundred fish. 
We have a like lot the, of aquariums. The lungfish is like the biggest fish, and that one's barely a meal. <laughs> These are not big fish. Well, you got to think like that's gonna it's gonna keep you around long a long time if you ration. Like you you underestimate or you you overestimate how much you technically have to eat to live. <laughs> We'd be okay for a little bit. Uh, if as long as we kept like we could, we could make like a we honestly could make like a fish farm here. We could probably like raise breed fish just to eat. Although I don't know if that would be fast enough to keep us alive. We'd probably have to kill some of us first. <laughs> just kill some of us off to reduce the overall. We have a lot of dogs. We could kill all the dogs first, and then and then like the and the fish. We got well, honestly first all the actual food. Okay, so set up first yeah. all the actual food. We're gonna barricade the house. Um, and then we'll start a fish farm inside. I think that's what we'll do. Um, but maybe before all that, maybe go to Bass Pro Shops. And, uh, although that seems like a dangerous thing because everyone else is going to fucking be there. Yeah. Where would no one think to go? for you. It's risky. We live relatively close to some grocery stores. I would say go there first, rob it. <laughs> come back home I think barricading ourselves here for a long time would be our best bet yeah I, think I mean what, honestly I think it was zombie apocalypse like you, you were all just gonna die eventually I think it's just waiting it out I don't think it's any way anyone ever lives really through zombie apocalypse yeah. you run out of resources eventually it's all you it's, you know it's one, issue, one issue there is there's so zombie apocalypses have like a believability problem and so I would, I would just logic my way out of it in that, like, this can't exist, and then it wouldn't happen. And then Keith would die first, <laughs> and then I would eat him. But what stands out to me about zombie apocalypse is, is that they have to be perfect. You have to have this exact perfect style of zombie apocalypse that has this sweet spot where it's just dangerous enough that most of society gets wiped out and so on and including the united states military and everything just can't handle these zombies but it's like some kind of struggle that like people can fight somehow like there's always the back and forth there that always bugs me a bit well so, I, I think it, the... so it kind of depends on how dangerous the zombies are because like if you have like 28 days later infection zombies that sprint at you then it's and it immediately infects you suddenly you're just like oh god i see how this could happen but then, like, you have, like, the... When you have, like, a lot of the really boring zombies... Or not, 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 sorry, not boring zombies, but, like, the uh, the Walking Dead and Romero zombies where it's just, like, they're just kind of lumbering at you. It always I was, it always stands out to me that part of the narrative is people can just single-handedly take out, like, dozens of them all the time. And it's like, then how did society fall? Well, okay. So, <laughs> is what I always well, think. there's another big question you have to address, and it's if people who are already buried come back or not. Because yeah. that's the thing, is if everyone who's already buried comes back, then we're so fucked. But usually in most zombie narratives, that's not who comes back. It's just the people who currently die it's just after like an a certain infection. point. Yeah. But, but the whole, like... Um, I don't like think people dying and becoming zombies is even usually the case nowadays. It's usually infection-based. Well, no, and a, and a lot of them, it's like that, everyone who dies turns into a zombie, so you have to burn your dead and stuff. That yeah. comes up a lot. That's a standard plot. I mean, the, the infection thing's more standard now, but sometimes it's a combination of both. It was like a thing where it, beca it became relatively rare for a while, and then like it became a thing where like... It was it was like the weird rare exception by the time Walking Dead came around when Walking Dead did that because it had, that's that hadn't been the standard for a long time because it was always like Resident Evil style where there's like a virus that spread via biting whereas like uh, 
Walking Dead specifically had it be like, yes, everyone from here on out die. If they die, they they become a, a walker, which is a whole other problem you gotta deal with. I uh, I think like the thing that ends up fucking everybody up is that the zombie apocalypse always takes everyone by surprise. So yeah. um, there's an immediate influx where a lot of people get bit right at the beginning because everyone just is like, "What's wrong with you, honey?" And they all fucking get bit. And so I get, I think the impression is that the 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 military gets fucked because they they. They don't like know what to do fast enough, and I get the impression that the military probably exists, but they probably just don't get to you in time. And you're probably in like you know in the middle of like uh, Ohio, and there's no military near you necessarily, and you're just waiting for someone to save you. But you're on like a remote farm in the middle of nowhere, and no one even knows that you're there. That's usually that's usually what I think happens. I think the military is probably cranking through the U.S. Just you know mowing everything down but they're never going to find you i think that's the scary part but they'll never find you yeah and you'll probably die before they ever find you i always can't help but think that like the in, uh, in, in night of the living dead that's what happens is like the the police find them at the end but it's like too late everyone's all dead yeah and that I just, by the I just, way i just can't help but think that you could hunker down maybe in a place with difficult terrain where the zombies would just travel poorly that's always thought like water and then, and then they just wouldn't but then they, they just wait it out but then the night uh that one uh that i was with the name of where they're at the mall addresses that because at the end they go on an island and the island already has a bunch of fucking zombies on it <laughs> and there's the other one where they walk underneath water which is uh, um one i don't like they're all although the names are confusing so i don't remember any of the names yeah because they're all like seen, something like, all, of the dead, all the of dead the dead the dead i watched night of the living dead the romero one when i was like actually six and I thought about it all the time. I became <laughs> obsessed with it. I started putting canned food under my bed because I thought it was going to happen. I just thought it was an inevitability and I was just waiting for it to happen. And I'd look out my window before I went to bed every night to make sure it wasn't <laughs> happening that night. Just thoroughly and just in com- case. completely believing in I it. I was very like genuinely mortified. <laughs> um, what's the most outrageous thing I would do for a cheesecake? I love cheesecake. Whoever at Virgil Gardner, did I ever mention that I love cheesecake? Because he fucking must know that I love cheesecake. You might have mentioned it at some point. I love cheesecake. You're you're beyond the you're beyond the border now, where you've done dozens of hours of commentary, so you'll never be able to remember what you said. Well, he asked the right question because if it was like if it was like a birthday cake, I'd be like, ew, gross. It's but, but, cheesecake. Yeah, that's but, the but best the, cake. Just for the zombie thing, uh, my strategy is outlasting it. There's multiple narratives where this works. There's the 28 days later where they starve out and the, and they expire after like a week, after like a month. So you just have to hunker down. Uh, and then there's a uh, World War Z. People in the north, the zombies would just freeze. Like they couldn't, they couldn't keep moving out in the wilderness on their own. Do so they? if you went north enough, they would just freeze. So but my, my, one of my ideas is to go up to like Pollock Pines where it's just like super remote, but also very vertical and surrounded by a bunch of cliffs and, and sheer drops and terrible terrain. And it's like, they're not going to wander up here. <laughs> I have to just hang out in these mountains, figure out something to eat for like a year and then just kind of just go camping for a year on the top of a mountain. <laughs> in that movie. Okay. I got to ask a question because I think about this all the time now in World War Z at the end of the movie. Is there a shot with Brad Pitt on a boat with like the wind in his hair and it plays a song that's like about something about smiling? It's a beautiful day and I can't stop myself from smiling. Is that how the movie ends? I don't I don't The only reason I asked is because I saw a South Park parody of I saw that episode where it's a South Park parody of World War Z and it was about uh 
um so for, Trayvon for, Martin. Oh. I think. I don't remember how it gets to World War Z. But the end has, <laughs> has Cartman it has Cartman on a boat. And I think it's supposed to be a parody of the end of that movie. And every time I hear that song, it's a beautiful day and I can't stop myself from smiling. Which plays at retail stores all the time. I think, is that the end of World War Z? And I think of Brad Pitt. I don't know. I remember the part where he cartoonishly <laughs> smashes like a Pepsi machine. Then takes out a Pepsi and he's like, ah, the refreshing taste of Pepsi. And it's like, like looks directly into the camera for uh, like the food commercial and everything. I I've never seen that movie, so I don't remember that scene. I just remember the parody scene that may or may not be based on a real. That's scene. just the main thing. So that somebody I remember, tell me. But I, I don't in remember. The comments, I don't remember what was he that. I want to know if that's how that movie ended, and if I'm right in thinking about Brad Pitt yeah. every time I hear that song. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't remember what was he super well because the main thing that comes to mind for me is actually the book, which I listened to the audio book, which is really well done. Uh, because the whole point, of, uh, so unlike, unlike World War Z, the uh, audio book that uh, the the uh, the book that it's based on is a reporter uh, doing a piece on what the, like what the zombie apocalypse was like after they've already won. So society is already rebuilding; they're already returning back to normal, and so he's going around the planet and interviewing various people about what it was like to live through the zombie apocalypse and like what they did and what they saw and so on. And so it's a really cool idea for a book. It has no through line of structure and story because it's a bunch of separate stories that are all that of people that don't know each other. And this person's just traveling around meeting them all. But specifically, that's where the thing st- comes out where there's people who they, they, like, they, they deal with logistics of stuff like the specifics of like what, what it was like to live in like the Arctic North when the zombie apocalypse was happening and stuff like that. And how like all the zombies would fr- I almost kill these people with my feet. Uh, all these zombies would freeze <laughs> and then they have to worry about like when the summer comes by them thawing out and come and then like reawakening like threats kind of re like resurfacing later and stuff like that. That's interesting. But uh, I don't know. It's like there's a, there's a bit of a theremin argument problem where it's like how do you survive a zombie apocalypse is kind of like the question of like how do you kill a vampire and it's like well it's a made up concept where the rules are made up for every individual story. So then your answers change? I already gave my answer. So my best one is just go to the top of a mountain. <laughs> I'm going to my cheesecake question now. <laughs> Thank you very much. <clears throat> that was the one that was for both of us. <laughs> uh, yes. But you answered three times. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I do want to know if that's how World War Z ends. <laughs> that's my question yeah. to you all. I just answer things thoroughly. And too much. Um... Okay. These, these videos are often two hours of me answering one question. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, ask someone ask Keith a really elaborate question next time. <laughs> um, what is the meaning of life? Something like that. Most outrageous thing I do for Pineapple. a cheesecake. They're not actually worth a lot of money, so probably not actually like that much. I would definitely slap someone in the face just for, for a, a cheesecake. cheesecake. I would do that anyway, though. That's why that's an answer. <laughs> Um, I would tell Kiki that she's stupid. Kiki, you're stupid. Give me a cheesecake. <laughs> um, I would, um, I would, uh, lick someone's toe <laughs> for a cheesecake. <laughs> they're not worth, it's a little, you buy a cheesecake for like 20 bucks. So it's you, not worth that much. Yeah. How do you populate this list? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things I wouldn't I do. I don't like cheesecake. I love cheesecake. I like pie. Um, I would not share it. I would hoard it. 
Um, because I could probably eat it all in one sitting. Um, am I interested in visiting any other countries? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Is I'd probably visit most countries. If I had a lot of money, I would visit. I'd travel a lot. I think a lot of people probably have that same exact opinion, though. <laughs> Japan's high up. Keith and I were talking about how much how cool it'd be to go on a trip to Japan. Someday. Yeah, it's like the go-to I, for, for like a bunch of like weeb nerd people to be like, I want to go to Japan. But I want to go to Japan. <laughs> well, because it, it, it's like I saw in Keith. I think it's a popular choice because it's not. It's 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 very like like a lot of the amenities you'd find in the U.S. You'd find in Japan, and I get the impression like it's a very like, I just courteous go to and clean and country all the time. The food's delicious. <laughs> That's another big part of it. The culture is genuinely interesting, and it it predates our American history by a, a fucking long ass time. So there's actually like a a wealth of, of cultural history you can look at. Plus, um, they have the giant Pokemon Center there, and uh, that whole town that's dedicated to otakus, so I had to go there and buy a bunch of shit. The otaku town? Yeah, I forget thing. which town it is, but there's like one town that specializes in um, like anime merch. Hmm. Someone out there will know. I'm just it. hoping that now that Andrew's been there like a few times now, he could just guide us. So we don't like make horrible mistakes. The mistakes that they probably made when they first went to Japan. <laughs> From like social faux, faux pas to like just like basic choice mistakes about like how to spend your time there and stuff. I really like, uh, I always had like a, a deep fascination for like the really, really old Japanese culture. Because I really liked watching Inuyasha. <laughs> and uh, and then I watched that whole uh, Descending Stories anime, which was really good. That was about um, the art of storytelling. And then I also really like uh, like the plays they would put on with like the no masks and stuff. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't understand any of that, it'd be really cool to go and just see that stuff. I'd sit through a whole show even though I didn't know any word that was being said. Um, and also all the shrines are really beautiful. I just get the impression like it'd just be a really nice place to visit. Uh, I would definitely uh, like Europe, Europe, Spain. I went to France and Italy and that was really great. Um, I want to go to Norway because I'm really Norwegian. I go to Scotland and Ireland because I'm both of those a lot. Are you exceedingly Norwegian? I'm mostly like Viking and Braveheart. So I just am 100% badass. By the way, here's a case of how bullshit this game gets at times. So I just did that big delivery of all those boxes. Zero reputation gain. <laughs> I have no idea why. I have no idea why sometimes you get reputation and sometimes you don't in this game. But it's agony. So now I'm going to take a bunch of his orders and deliver them to other people to see if they're like some it's some kind of bullshit like arbitrary backlog. Like uh, some sort of arbitrary background like threshold that I need to pass in order to continue or something. Because I just don't know why. <laughs> Don't do it for the praise. Do it they for just the, screwed me. Do it for the... Um, no, I got a five star right to beat the to game. Do. It's the last thing to do. Well, it's a... You know. This little shit lives in the middle of nowhere like an asshole. <laughs> it's worse than the old man. Um, Keith, what's the weirdest thing you've ever walked in on? That's like a really distressing question. <laughs> um, I don't think I've... I'm not really shocked by much, so I don't really... Think... The weirdest thing ever, you've ever walked in on. I think it, the inherent answer would be like someone having sex, but I don't think I've ever walked in on anyone having sex on accident. 
I think <laughs> yeah, not on accident. <laughs> I think I've had multiple times where I knock on the door or whatever, and explicitly like the person uh, was either having sex or they were masturbating. <laughs> There's like telltale signs and like mm. robes and things like that, with, like different people. And it's just been like uh, <laughs> just a life. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, that's a part of life, though. That really is yeah. a part of life, though. And then they get mad at you like you were able to know that, that, that like they're irritable with you. And it's like, I don't fucking know. Just this is a door. You knock on it sometimes to talk to people. It's just that's the only real options we got. They're just cranky. Yeah. I don't know what else you weirdly walk in on. I guess uh, the, the only thing I can think of is that one time I accidentally walked in while my my dad was putting away my Christmas present up in the attic. Yeah. He was like literally halfway carrying it up the ladder when I walked into the garage and it was rad, the robot back when I was a little kid. And I saw him like hiding it in the attic midway up the ladder and mm -hmm. he felt really bad about it. <laughs> oh, there was one time I walked in a room, uh, and I it thinks I was like, just kind of greeting everybody and like saying hi and just kind of, you know, being normal and shit. And, Things seemed, felt felt really awkward and stilted for some reason. I couldn't really piece together what like why it felt so weird. And then so then I left and I, I left and then I, I found out later that I had literally walked into the middle of a breakup. Oh, <laughs> and I had no context for it. Like somebody was ending their like year long relationship, and I walked in and no and I had no context for like what I was standing in the middle of, and, and it's like oh. That's why that. That's why the atmosphere felt weird while I was doing that. But I, I don't know. Nothing like extremely weird. I think both of those are pretty good. Good answers to that. Um, would you freeze yourself every ten years if you could experience the future? I don't know because I think all my friends would die. Freeze yourself every ten years. For how long? Why every ten years? Do okay. So every. Is the idea that you live one decade at a time in completely different eras or something? I think that is the idea. I was, I'm curious about the 10-year uh, assumption. You, you live 10 years, you freeze... I guess you could freeze yourself for however, much, however long you want, and then you unfreeze yourself for 10 years, and then you do it again up something until like you're that. really old. Um, I think the only way I would do that is if everyone I knew could do that with me. But I think it would be uh, such a shock to have to try to readjust every 10 years. I think you'd go crazy. I don't think people could really handle that. It's part of the experience of thinking of like living in the future. I'd be, I'd be really distraught, though, thinking that I missed so many things. Like, yeah. It would make me really sad to think about all the maybe cool things I missed. Although it would probably mostly be not cool things. Well, there's all the cool new cool things you get to have. Because... Uh... No matter what, what decade, whatever times you live in always determine you enjoying certain things and missing other things. But, so like, but do you remember um, like uh, Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. When Brooks come, goes out of prison and he sees cars for the first time because he was in prison when they were like invented. And he, oh. and he is so shocked. He's like, what is this? And he goes and tries to get a job, but he can't function because he doesn't know how anything works. And he ends up killing himself. Oh, yeah. It's that, like that, the saddest a... part of the movie. <laughs> That's a that's a current problem. Yeah, is uh people for the longest time or even now like people just who are you know it depends on the sentences and all that but like people go to prison and they get back out and suddenly everyone in society is always carrying around these little rectangles and staring at them and so on and they don't and they just it's such a it's such a shock to like 
come from pre-smartphone society to post-smartphone society with no like transition in between? I think that um, I I would do that, but only if I didn't have to do that. If I had to freeze myself every 10 years, I don't think I'd want to say yes to that if I had that obligation. But if I had the option, there prob- there might be a certain point in my life where I felt like I would want to do that. Yeah. Um, and that probably would end up happening just out of curiosity. If I had nothing else going on, I would probably just be like, fuck it, let's just do that. Um, there, there's the issue of like how much of life is like the continuity problem of like all the people you know and the progress you're making or feel like you're making in various parts of your life and the idea of like there'd be like a this massive discontinuity if you just skipped ahead. Yeah. And suddenly it's like everything resets. Like all of your career aspirations and your friends like don't exist in the same form or at all anymore. If I was old, if I was older and all my everybody I knew was like dead <laughs> or I didn't have any like connections. If I was like a loner, if I decided to be a hermit, which might maybe one day I'll do, mm-hmm. um, I will maybe do that. But I don't like the idea of having to do that because I think there'll be a, a point where I regret saying yes to this now if it's something I'm obligated to you'd do. You'd be like you'd be like bicentennial man, and you just yeah. like, just over overcome with like the sorrow of your of the state of what you are. But at the same time, I'd totally go for like immortality because I think every I think I think people I, I I find it kind of trite and dumb the way people like rationalize death as being like beautiful like but it mostly just feels like people just be like resigned to the fact that it has to happen to try to make it meaningful and interesting like oh yeah we have to die and that's what makes our life beautiful and you'd go crazy if you had to live forever or whatever i'm like i've always like i look at how long our lives are and so on and i think like it's such a little blip and there's so there's no chance of actually getting to experience the vast majority of really anything like there's there's so much to the world and to cultures and to lives and to media and so on i feel so heartbroken when i think of all the things that i would really like that i'll never experience like there are things i won't even know existed that i would have loved that will be there when i die i will have died never knowing that they even existed and that makes me i think about that all the time makes me really sad like, I think at the very least, people could do with a good... That people would figure out stuff to do for, like, a good thousand years See, I, if they lived that long. I would also say yes to the immortality thing, but once again, only if I can die at, when yeah. I want to. That's the only thing, is I wouldn't want to well, live no one, forever. No one wants to live after the world's gone. And exactly. Be like, I'm floating in space, ho- ho- space, hoping you get, like, devoured by a sun. It, like, it's <laughs> uh, the Sybil of Kume. It was I... So Sybil of Kume hanging in the jar and asked her, Sybil, what do you want? She replied, I want to die because she's dust. She's dust and she's in pain all the time because she's in a jar and she didn't ask for her body to stay. She just asked for her to I live. Didn't give me any credit forever. either. This game's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like an old myth. She like asks. Uh, I want to say it's maybe Mercury. Just somebody for immortality in return for love. And she like goes back on it. She's like, huh, I don't love you, but now I'm immortal. And he's like, bitch, I didn't say your la- your fucking body would last. You're just going to turn into dust. And so she's dust, but she's alive still. And that's like she's, the most painful can, like, thing she, she can, could like, ever be. She can like feel that she's just non-corporeal. Yeah. The symbol of Kume. Yeah. Like a Junji Ito ending for someone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, um, uh, hell, hell is full of all those Junjito endings. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't obviously, I don't believe in hell, but Dante's Inferno, if you want to like look at like some Junjito shit, like everything that happens to every person that they meet in hell is insanely terrifyingly bad. Yeah. Did I tell you my dentist was trying to talk to me about Jesus? What? Yeah, I went to the dentist the other day and while my mouth was being worked on, so I like had no You're say in what was happening to me. Captive. My dentist just starts casually talking about how um, to go to heaven, you have to accept Jesus. And it was just a wonderful, nice lady. It's not going to, I'm still going to go to her all the time, but it was just, it was such a bizarre moment for me. Yeah. And then she asks me if I go to church and I, or if I've been to a church and I said, yeah, I've been to churches. <laughs> and she said, um, like which ones? And I was like, well, technically I've been to the Vatican. I've seen the Pope. And she says, <laughs> and she starts working on my teeth again. And she's like, oh, you must have a, like a strong hunger for God. And I, and I was like thinking to myself as she's working on my teeth, I was like, actually I was there on accident. I was walking through Just the Vatican, Vatican and I saw the Pope on accident. And I think that story is so funny because people travel across the world to see the Pope talk. And I was literally just walking from one point to another. And, you're like, and oh. I was like, oh, it's the Pope. Like, I'm blessed <laughs> forever on accident just by being in his presence. Type. I have never been to Europe. I, I, I would really suggest it. It's absolutely amazing. Like, I've, never the, been, I've never been to another continent. The only thing I will say that most people don't know is that in Italy... They're extremely racist. Oh. Yeah, I went with um I went with a bunch of kids from my school. It wasn't like a school trip, but it was like a it was like like this like you can go through this through the school to like save money on it. It was like so I went with people I had technically gone to school with. But one of them was um a Filipino kid and they wouldn't touch his hand when they took his money. They wouldn't And touch I saw his somebody hand. out in public throw water on a black woman for being in the in like the dining area, that's I mean, gr- technically, distressing. technically, she was oh, she was she was homeless, right? But that's still not a way you treat a homeless person. No. Anyway, it was definitely like out of no. You shouldn't subject people to un, un, un uh, unsolicited baths. Yeah, it was no. It was just really shocking. I didn't realize that before going there. And they didn't. Oh, they racist me too because they didn't like non-Italian people. So they said, well, they they would they liked me, but they were like. You can't stay, though. <laughs> they kept telling me, like... <laughs> Get the fuck out. We we love the blonde girls. The guys are like angels. But you can't stay, though, just for fun. And I was like... Just for fun. Dude, I'm underage. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> just for fun. Not to stay, though. Not to stay, though. They kept telling me, like, in, in broken English. And I was like, hey, buddy. <laughs> I ain't trying to, like, marry you or anything. Blonde girls is not to stay. and Only for fun. Blonde girls <laughs> to stay. are like angels. But not to stay though. <laughs> like basically, like my mom wouldn't like you. But not to stay though. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like actually fucked up. I was like, yeah, yeah. What's the age of consent here? Because I don't think I'm within that. Yeah, that seems highly. I was very young. Look how many stars there are now, by the way. Look at your pants. There's like 30 of them. There's just one more to go. This asshole that won't love me back, even when I take stuff to his house. Need a thumbs up from Poppy. This piece of shit. Do you have another question? Yep. This is the music one. You get to talk about music okay. now. This person, oh, uh, VP757. It's a catchy name there. <laughs> 
Are there any weird or funky music tracks, genre, or music artists that you do listen to or have listened to in the past? Stuff that you may have enjoyed but may have made others really question your taste in music. And if there's nothing all that wacky in particular, are there any obscure artists that you would really like to push to be known by more people? I feel bad because I just talked about that, kind of. Um, I like a lot of weird shit, though. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Um... Give it to he, us. I think, I think <laughs> Keith knows by now I like a lot of really weird stuff. Like I said, I, I like a lot of folk punk, which I think if, like almost every artist that exists today that you can look up that's folk punk is one that I would really like that I, I could probably know already. Um, but I listen to like like a, like the Mountain Goats and like uh, Pat the Bunny and like uh, Mischief Brew and like all that weird it's like it's like an angry music, but with like acoustic. Oh, um, there's a angry acoustic acoustic music. Certainly uh, specific. Sloth sense. rust. I really love sloth rust right now. Is it sloth rust? Um, you know it's funny. I thought it was either slow thrust or sloth rust. It's spelled s l s l o t h r u s t. But on their drum kit, it says sloth rust. It's not slow thrust like you think it would be. Sloth mm. rust. But um, I think everything that they make is really excellent they have a um i like really depressing music so i think maybe that's what people would think i was fucked up like i listen to a lot of like the really sad radiohead (laughs) like (laughs) um paranoid android like the guts and the screaming crackle of pigskin like i love that sad creepy lyrics so good uh climbing up the walls is like some great lyrics i like the really fucked up lyrics but um no, they have a song called Sloth Rust has a song called Horseshoe Crab that fucking kills me every time I listen to it. makes me cry my eyes out because I like really sad music. I think people listening to my music, the thing that like that thing that uh, this person's asking about if it would make people question me, they probably would just think I was miserable all the time or really angry. I go from like, I don't listen to a lot of happy music. Yeah. I go right from like really depressive music to like really angry music I'm gonna fuck the devil in his mouth yeah yeah <laughs> really cynical music um uh there's so many i was like i was trying to think of like one's a name but like i'm just like this one or this one or this one or this one and so like yeah so i'll bounce from like really sappy sad music to like I like a lot of romantic music, but like romantic music that's really mean. And then I like a lot of like old folk music that most people probably wouldn't like. Like I said, I do a lot of the Simon and Garfunkel and the Bob Dylan and like the Cat Stevens and that kind of stuff. And a lot of people can't hang with that. I usually lose a lot of people at the Bob Dylan because no one really likes his voice. Um I love him though. I've said that before, but I love him. I've seen him live and I'm really proud of that. Um, I grew up on a fair bit of uh, of Simon and Garfunkel. I love Simon and Garfunkel, but I basically and punched like, Paul Simon by himself. I, I have like none. Yeah, Paul Simon and Simon and Garfunkel both. Not Art Garfunkel but by I, himself. Fuck you, Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> You're no I, good by yourself. But I, I don't have much. Uh, I don't have much Bob Dylan exposure. I also basically didn't know that that folk punk was even a thing. Like the only one that the only example that I was even aware of beforehand was uh was the Mountain Goats, the John Green's favorite band. They came up as it just kept coming up as a suggestion. And I'm like ah, 
maybe I'll check them out someday. And then I kept not. <laughs> they have one like they have one of my most romantic songs, which is uh, which is not romantic at all. And it's uh, I love it's called No Children, and it's the least romantic song you probably ever listen to. <laughs> it's about like they wrote this whole album that's just um, one of their albums is about um, and they call it the Alpha Couple. It's just a couple they made a whole fake relationship about where they love each other but they hate each other but they can't live without each other and they're terrible for each other and the whole album is about their entire relationship it's like a fictional couple that he made up in his brain huh. and so the whole album is about like basically how much they like destroy each other but they're drawn together no matter what they do and that song is on there and it's about how he kind of wishes that she was dead <laughs> because he hates her so much but how, yeah, he's he's, st- he's stuck with her until the end, out of like this weird commisery that they have for each other. Hmm. It's it's I think it's beautiful. Um, my favorite, I was trying, I was trying to, I was thinking about this recently, but I think one of my favorite bands ever is actually probably a uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, which is I think one of the least, my one of my least favorite band names of all the bands that I like. Have you mentioned them before? Yes, that name's familiar. It is because I told you. That, um, I was trying to remember if I knew it already or not. If I ever got married, the airplane over the sea song is is would be my marriage song. Ah, but they have a specific album. It's that specific album that I can't buy because it's only on vinyl or on digital download. It's not on Spotify or on CD. So I specifically bought a record player just so I could buy this like a hundred dollar album. That's really not even an album. It's just an EP because it has some of my favorite songs I think I've ever heard on it. So that that's something I'm gonna be spending money on soon. But it's called the Ferris Wheel on Fire, and it's got some beautiful songs on it. You only be Ferris able to f- Bueller on Fire. Ferris Wheel. Oh. Ferris Wheel on Fire. <laughs> like, Not Ferris Bueller. It's a very <laughs> I guess if you can leave this question thinking about, um, like, if you if you want to leave this question and you want to just look up a song in reference to my thoughts to mm-hmm. sum this up, I guess. Um, if you go on YouTube and you type in neutral milk hotel and you type in, um, I will bury you in time. I think that's one of my favorite songs ever. And then you'll know what kind of music I like, I guess. Yeah. I'm all about that garage. Most most people probably won't like it. An alternative and lo-fi. Like I said, alternately, I listen to like. (laughs) <laughs> the middle point of our venn diagram is white stripes that's a good middle point yeah i love jack white i love i love him i like like Fid- fiddler and i just like like angry angry girl music angry girl I, I said music. i said destroy boys last time but i love destroy boys do you feel it <laughs> yeah latest morissette and angry 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 music I really like lard. I want people, more people to like lard so I can talk about lard more. <laughs> Recommend a lard song to them. Uh, War Pimp Renaissance. War Pimp Renaissance? Or, or um, I think there's a song called Drug Sniffing Dog. And I think the first line is like, I want to be a drug sniffing dog so I can snort coke all night long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great I love that song. But see, I'm all about lyrics. So anything I ever tell you to, to look into, it's like... You might be like, oh, this sounds not good, but it's all about lyrics, dude. Did you get it? You got, you got progress? I got a star that time. I think that means I have to go. Oh, oh did you get him? Uh, 
He's going to join the network, so now I can get... I stopped to get the five-star, but that means I can put a zipline in front of his house, <laughs> which is really helpful. Did you get his permission? He has to join the network, and so this, this scene has to happen so that I can then build structures within his area. Otherwise, all you can do is drive cars and place ladders and stuff. You can't do, like, ziplines and watchtowers and stuff like that until this is here. So that was the most annoying part. Doop! That's the last one! That's what it looks like when you get every single one in the entire game. Look how it's like a little galaxy in the middle. Or, or whatever. Look at those little stars. Look at all the states you'll never see. Yay. The game even didn't go to them. I have no <laughs> idea who that guy is. They're like, let's skip Florida. I have no idea who this person is. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think he is anybody? I don't know. He looks like a prepper kind of guy. Oh, it's a Santa hat! Oh. I don't think, uh... Well, it's, it's a hat. I was going to say, it won't replace so your the first prepper. Did, the first prepper only has a voice credit, not a face credit. Oh, that's okay. Yes, he's just, he's so just his a, character model is just like a whatever person. It's not a This guy's name is, is Jamieson. It's not yeah. Jameson, it's Jamieson. That might, that might be his spells Jamieson. But I've never seen anyone spell it with an I. He played the Colonel in Akira. Uh, and Reeve in Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Hmm. Well, I only watched the... I've never seen the... Have I ever oh, seen he's the in Dark Shadows Genesis. This is what I'm playing with Bird right now. Oh, that's weird. That's funny. What a coincidence. Oh, he's a Gretzko. Oh yeah, see, he's the CEO slash Subway PA. Is the CEO's the pig? Gretzko. It's a pig. Yeah. Right. No. 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 The see the pig's just his, but just her boss. But isn't he's not the CEO? No, the CEO's the guy is the person that the whatever bird. The elephant. The, the secretary. The secretary bird. Secretary bird the se is the secretary the, for her. Yeah, yeah. The secretary. Secretary. The elephant guy. And he plays several One Punch Man characters: <laughs> Metal Knight, Don Pacino, Dyson, etc. A lot of anime credits. He plays Raido in Dead or Alive 6. Metro Exodus character, Kingdom Hearts, Judgment. God, he gets around. God of War, Valkyrie Chronicles 4. He's just, he's just a career voice actor keeping busy. Like you do. He gave me a Santa hat. That'd be... I mean, not everyone says that, but that'd be a nice job. He's, he does have a nice he, he voice. He has an anime-ass voice. He's got a good-ass voice. Uh, um, I was telling... Uh, I was talking to... Or I was telling uh, Keith and his brother how much I think that... Um, um, the... <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's cute! I like how it's not really... It's just winter. It's not like a... They're not using it as like a... Uh, time of year kind of thing. It is just like a cold weather kind of thing. I wonder if people in cold weather actually wear hats like this in certain parts like of Santa the world. Hat? Yeah, like it's not like a Santa hat. It's like a hat that exists already uh, and Santa just wears it. I don't know about that. Well, they're, they're treating it like that here. Yeah. I maybe, think it's just like a fun detail. Maybe when the world ended, they just had like a um, a store that was just full of Santa hats and so everyone wears one now. Did you pee it all out? Why don't we P. Oh, it's because you're on the dock. And right? I'm, on, I'm on his house, and it's gonna be like, "What are you doing? How dare you? You rude motherfucker!" 
I was gonna say uh, Doom the Rapper. I don't think I remember how to pee. Doom the Rapper <laughs> has like the most handsome voice I could think of. How do you pee in this game? There we go. <laughs> you were just in his yard still. Yeah, that's what was going on. <clears throat> At least they have like some respect in this game. Yeah. They don't want to like make oh, yeah, you a jerk. You specifically like you're not allowed to pee on people. <laughs> you're making uh, Lou cry though. No, he's giggling. Oh, I thought Lou was like mad. He's laughing at it. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Lou was distressed. I've been alive for 0.9 seconds. That's already the smallest one I've ever seen. Norman Reedus says it's cold out. <laughs> Stop it! Don't be funny. There's a whole Seinfeld episode about that. Yeah, the shrinkage episode. Yeah, shrinkage. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. That's when I first learned about that. I was a little kid. Little kid. <laughs> I was like, oh, does that actually happen? <laughs> what do you think about? That's how I learned about that for the first time. Seinfeld. I've had, I actually, I've had people say that genuinely. Like, well, you know, it's cold out, so you this right now <laughs> it's okay was that the last question is there I think there one more snake bite asks snake bite. hi my girlfriend was really excited when we heard that you have a pet snake she's a corn snake breeder what species do you have and any other exotic pets any photos would be welcome hi snake bite i like your name because it's snake bite um i do have pet snakes i let's see here um, I've got snakes and I've got tarantulas. Uh, I had I have experience in scorpions. Um, I have some fish tanks with some really exotic, weird stuff. I've kept like mantises and things like that. Um, I, I've had experience with like rats and lizards and tortoises and almost any rep, like cr I have a lot of critter experience. I've had like hamsters, although I don't really care much for them. I know how to I know how to... I've had a lot of these things, so, like, I guess. But currently... Currently I have two, three, four... I have five snakes. Um, a jungle carpet python is my biggest one. It does not live here with me, though, because I, I had a custom enclosure built for it, so it actually lives with my family. But she's beautiful. She's, a uh, Probably, like, six feet right now. Black and yellow, super, super pretty. Um, jungle carpet python. I have two ball pythons. One of which is is like a standard. And the other one is like a banana. Um, both of them are very big. They're probably both about five feet. Uh, they're hefty, hefty kids. Um, I have a dumeril boa, which is a baby right now. I have two babies. It's a dumeril boa and a Taiwanese beauty snake. Um, which is one of the snakes I've always wanted. They turn out really beautiful. It's it's like the largest type of rat snake in the world. I think they can get like nine feet. Uh, but they don't get like hefty. If anyone's going to get hefty, it's going to be that numeral boa. Those guys get really heavy bodied. Um, if you want pictures, look or I'll 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 show I'll send your pictures eventually. But if you want a picture of a full grown one, just look up a numeral boa. Um, they get pretty pretty fat. They just don't really get super long. They're not like a. Uh, anaconda or anything i also have like two tarantulas right now uh one is a i guess like the casual way of saying it would be like a golden knee um 
it's a Gramostola Poltripes, and then a of a Brachypilmia Amelia. I don't know what those are called casually. I think it's like a Mihokan Beauty or something. It's like an orange and black tarantula. It looks like it has a Pac-Man on its back mm-hmm. made up of orange with like a black mouth. Uh, super, super pretty. It's a, That one's a, a kind of a small one. I think they're both females, which means they'll live like 20 years. Um, the the golden knee I've had for over... So there's like a big gender gap between the, the survivability of the tarantulas. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, something important to learn um, if you ever want to keep tarantulas is that you always want females because uh, females can live like 20 years. Uh, males live like five. It's because they burn up their metabolism trying to fuck all the time. Um, if you're ever going some, no, it's actually, that's it. That's actually it. Um, what a sentence. they're not as good looking because they, they are more spindly sometimes. Um, and they have little hooks on the front of their pedipalps, their little pedipalps, but they don't always have those. It's really hard to tell the gender of a tarantula, to be honest. Um, you have to like look at their molts. I can do it. Um, but it, it, you have to wait a long time to figure it out. It's like you can't tell just by looking on the outside. You can take like a guess, but you'll never really know unless you look at their molts. But you have to get a molt when it's fresh, and you gotta like, I'd use like a magnifying glass and everything. It's like a whole, it's a whole thing. But um, the yeah, the male. Like, if you ever see tarantulas out walking around, they're always males because what they're trying to do is they're trying to find a female tarantula in a burrow to fuck. So if you ever catch one that's just walking around, you have a male, and it's not going to live very long. Females, you have to get females out of the burrows by, like, there's, like, a whole way to do it. If you ever see a tarantula, like, hole in the ground, what you do is you have to, like, get a stick and put it on the other side to, like, urge the tarantula to crawl out of the hole and then catch it like that. It's, like, a it's a complicated thing to do. I don't go out and catch tarantulas because I feel like that would, I feel, I'd feel bad a little bit about, about taking them. Um, mine were, like, bred by, like, nice local breeders. You can also order them through the mail, but I'm always afraid to do that because I feel like that would be... You get a lot of uh, accidental death, so I don't feel, like, good doing that. Yeah. I'm pretty iffy on the idea of shipping animals. It seems really questionable. Yeah, I I mean, I do feel bad because I like to watch reptile unboxings on YouTube. But you do get some really bad ones. I just... I I barely trust my non-living products to survive the shipping process like i still have this one black sad uh hardcover book that's just like was just jammed into the post box and like the cover is like peeled back and shit it's like you fucks i think about like living creatures going through the process of like how bad shipping is in general i'm like i don't i don't know about that yeah i don't i i feel yeah I actually go to conventions. I usually buy them at conventions. And then there I'll like, I'll like talk to them. And I always buy um, baby tarantulas when they're tiny. Like, like both of the ones I have, I bought when they were like the size of, a, of like your pinky nail. Um, so they're tiny, but which makes it, they make them cheaper. Um, but it, the reasoning is that they might not live because they're very delicate. And so it's harder to like keep them alive if they're that young. But the one, the the golden knee that I have, I've had for over eight years. And she's like barely full size. They grow really slow. If you don't like, um, I don't power feed them. So if you power feed them, you you feed them a lot and they grow faster, but they can die earlier. So I, I don't do that. 
they just they rupture or something no or? just um certain animals like if you power feed them you're like burning up their metabolism it's almost like they have a set amount of metabolism when they run out kind of yeah it's like it just takes so much out of them to process all the time they just don't live as long hmm. like you shouldn't power feed snakes or you shouldn't really power you shouldn't power feed anything to be honest but it's not what bodybuilders do to themselves um, I don't know if it works the same for mammals. I think it's it's specifically a certain type of animal thing. Power feeding. Usually, you see that. I only I've only seen that term in in terms of like reptiles and uh, like it's inverts. Invertebrates. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I had I had some tarantulas that are some uh, scorpions. They just don't live as long. Generally, um, I have a really cool ass crawdad named Cody. <laughs> I got him from a pet store. Uh, for free actually it's a she because she got shipped in with a bunch of goldfish and she eats eats goldfish so she was like hanging out eating all the all the goldfish in the tank and so i adopted her and she was tiny she's lived for like freaking two years which is i feel kind of like everyone told me she wasn't gonna live very long because i guess they don't live very long so she was like this stowaway that actively ate your stock (laughs) that she came in yeah she was a eating all the she got the opposite of punished (laughs) yeah no i took her and so she's in this really nice little planted it's actually a really big like aquarium and has like plants in it and stuff and i I feed her a whole bunch of weird things i feed her like guppies and like worms and i feed her i fed her like zucchini (laughs) sorry i'm just shaking in rage as i just did all that and made no star progress there's, there's like three pre- uh, preppers in the entire game out of like the 30 stars I have. They just have this nonsense thing where they don't make progress. I think I have to go all the way back to the uh, arrests location and like go sleep. And it's just really annoying. Just aggressively annoying. I think, yeah. I, I, think I need to zip line all the way back to Mountain Knot City. And then sleep in the sleep place, and then sleep in the sleep <laughs> check my place. emails, and then come back Aww. and then do a quest. And it's like I swear to God, why there's so many steps? No one, no one else in this game works this way. It's just the veteran porter, the first prepper, and the novelist's son, and everyone else was easy. Like I went back to the mom of the chiral artist, and I finished her in one trip. It's like oh, now she's five star. There we go. Never going back there again. But these assholes. Just giving you a run for your money. Yeah, they are. Just want you to enjoy the game and play it for a really long time. A really long time. Well, I'm past long, and now we're going into <laughs> very too long infinity time, and it's becoming a thing. Uh, that might be the last question. I wonder if I, can, I wonder if I can find other questions that we can both answer or not. Uh, no worries. I was gonna say. Well, I was ha- gonna say, have you read House of Leaves? No. Damn wait, it. wait. House of Leaves. No, 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 no. I keep, you know, I keep getting like, confused like, with the maybe, Walt Whitman like, book. Yeah, I was like, maybe you so can we, answer this question. It's just happened three different times where every time he talks about House of Leaves, I think he's talking about leave, uh, Leaves of Grass. Is that the name of it? Blades of Leaves. <laughs> is, is that called Blades? I don't think it's called Blades, Blades of Grass. Of, Blades of Leaves. It's the one in Breaking Bad <laughs> that he, he writes in and he writes to my, to, to WW and, uh, the uncle is like ww who's that <laughs> and walter white's like oh it's walt whitman because he he wrote this book <laughs> and he like uses it to divert attention that's a pretty good save now I, i've read a. Uh, it's a pretty good I, save. I think it's yeah leaves of grass 
Well, I found somebody that gave us a horde of questions, so we could go through those. If, Jeez, you, if, you, if you do want to try to sit through me trying to do this. No, I'd be super down. But let me just say, okay. Uh, so, wait, I got Cody. I just want to say I got Cody. I got Kiki, the dog. Um, <laughs> and then I have um, a whole tank full of uh, bichers and catfish and plecos. It's like a big ass yeah, tank. Yeah, we'll have to do our animal tour sometime uh, soon. I got some really cool uh, critters in there. It's all planted and it's self-sustaining and it's cool. And I got, I love bichers. I think they're really great. Bichers are good. I like the, I like bikers, the, the bichers, more exotic animals. however you want to say it. I like the fish that most people would say are ugly. I, I love plecos. I don't, I don't like the fish-shaped fish, so I like plecos and bichers, and I like I like the rope fish and stuff like that more so than like beta fish. Um, you haven't like seen that, my. Where I'm just like I'm bored. I have an eclipse <laughs> catfish in there now, and you'd think he was really cute. So I'll have to I'll just show you a picture. We'll have to film him soon. Uh, he's hard to find. He's he's a little. I I moved so he was living with Cody, but Cody keeps trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, which I knew would happen. I actually, I have so many rocks and stuff in there. I know that Cody will never catch him, right? But I just felt I felt bad because I think he's the. I think he. They were kind of thrown in there. Your brother just gave me a bunch of eclipse catfish, and so I threw him in Cody's tank. Be like, okay, see if they live. <laughs> and I think it's the last one. But Cody has never been able to catch this eclipse catfish, and so I like. I've been trying for weeks to catch this catfish myself, but I have so many rocks to and, try to move them to the tank or there's, something. There's like a or? rock and rocks and waterfalls and plants, and it's so hard to catch this guy. And so I finally like used an upturned. I've been using like ceramic ceramic pots as hides for Cody and the eclipse catfish. So I scoot. I finally caught him by putting the net at the end of the pot, and I caught him. And I put him in my other tank. And he's been bebopping around. But I'm not sure if he has a better chance in that tank or in the Cody tank. Because either he's going to be eaten by uh, the Bichers or by Cody. Um, in- Integra, the saddleback's really big. And she's going to fucking kill everything. <laughs> One day she'll get so big she'll eat everything else. I think. And consume the world. I will watch it happen. She's the old lady that swallowed the fly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the saddleback and the and the um, albino, the pink one, or the two. Race. They're two. Gi- they're both gigantic. At least in comparison to everything else, and the pleco is really big too. Do you have an idea what you'll do when like they just outgrow their tank? Dude, your brother keeps giving me these fish. They're gonna get giant, and I don't know. What to do. <laughs> he keeps gifting me giant fish. Just, he's an enabler. He just he just really likes collecting animals. Like he always has. But and I mean, planning I, for the future was never as important as getting more animals. I all I can say is that I will definitely make sure that whatever happens, these animals are taken care of to the best of my abilities. We'll see when we get there. I already upgraded my tank to a bigger tank, so a, a very very big tank. It runs along the entire side of my bed. Um, it's like it's kind of like a nice like nightlight. It's definitely a particular aesthetic for a room. Oh, my room is really cool. To have like a a, a bed length uh, fish tank. Yeah, like not on the. We thought about making it like the bed stand, but we were worried I'd bunk my head onto it all the time. Yeah, and so we put it along the long side, and so it's pretty much like it's a it's most of the length of the bed, and it's like when you lay down, it's like completely level with you, so there's no like shelf or anything. It's like completely right next to you within eyesight. So. It's neat. I really like it. My decorating style is always really eclectic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
there's a, there's the, the there's a collection of artworks in that room and and it's like alternating with like live snakes <laughs> yeah it's cool it's a cool room though yeah yeah i always have to ask if my room is like scary <laughs> you were asking like is, is is my room weird is this is this bad will people freak out well it's like i can and i, I like was like to... i don't know if i'm the best sample size to go by well okay so like i would see my room and think oh wow a really cool person lives here because i like have a lot of weird art and it's like all done in a way i think is really balanced you know but i don't know if someone else would see it and say oh this is cluttered because i like to like I like to decorate in like a maximalist style with like a Just lot of shit everywhere like the house in a fucking knives out I like to decorate my stuff like the knives out house <laughs> to the nines yeah just like there's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of really cool stuff to look at I got some skulls and some weird stuff everywhere I got some really nice art I got I got my um did you see my uh my ceiling fan pull no I don't think I did it's a little shibari it's a little, it's a little shibari girl little girl wrapped up in rope and she's hanging from my light pole <laughs> she's like suspended by twine it's like <laughs> a little figurine and it's a girl tied up with rope it's really cute she's yeah. really cute but yeah no my, my design aesthetic's really cool i think but i always wonder if, if normal people would look at it and be like this person's a fucking weirdo <laughs> so i'd ask keith because he's like one of the most uh one of the most, what's the word? A well-adjusted, is what I would say. Well, you're probably one of the most well-adjusted people I know currently. Your words, not mine. <laughs> or, it's, or it speaks to the people you know. <laughs> um, that might be it. <laughs> I'm one of the most well-adjusted people that I know, too, which is also kind of uh -oh. bad. <laughs> Keith's like, that's really bad. <laughs> no, of, of my, of my, of, of, um, portions of my friend group i would say i'm i'm the one of the most well-adjusted people and of my family <laughs> I, I mean my immediate family is pretty normal but my non-immediate family is bonkers crazy i got yeah. some weird people like i i think i turned out pretty good i have uh, a lot of complicated feelings about all the people i'm related to <laughs> where it's just like i am huh but I'm not really close to a lot of my extended family for like a number of reasons, I guess. But it's yeah. uh, it's an odd tree. <laughs> yeah, mine too.